Hey, this is Sarah Darling, and you're listening to Jeff on the Hunt with Jeff Hunt. It is Thursday, April 29th, 2021, and welcome to episode 21 of Jeff on the Hunt. I am Jeff Hunt, and I promise you more artist interviews, and that is exactly what I can give you this week. And this was one interview I was really excited to get because I have been a fan of this artist for a very, very long time now. And I'm proud to say that joining me right now is the pride of Davenport, Iowa, country singer-songwriter Sarah Darling. Sarah, how are you? Hello, I am good. It's so good to talk to you again. We realize it's been it's many, been many years. years. It's been years. I, I feel ashamed that it's been so long, but hey, I'm happy we're talking right now. Likewise. And you have a lot of exciting stuff going on right now that we'll get to very, very soon. But first of all, we got to talk about uh, your success on both continents, not only here in North America, but also in Europe. And in a funny way, I feel like I'm talking to two different groups of your fans. Your fans <laughs> here in America know probably home to me and something to do with your hands and little umbrellas. And your fans over in Europe probably know your last two uh, albums, Dreamland and Wonderland. That's so true. I, it's funny. I do feel, you know, I, I recently just shot, um, filmed like an EPK and almost verbatim. Um, I felt exactly what you just said, which is, you know, I feel like, you know, my career got kicked off, um, you know, in America with home to me was probably, you know, one of my biggest tracks and it was a highway find and, uh, it just led to so many amazing opportunities. And I can't believe that was almost 10. It's actually 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's fascinating how stories work. You know, I would have never thought in a million years I would, you know, make a record and it would translate over in, in Europe. And so Dream Country was that album for me. It was an album that um, it was unexpected. And I just booked country to country which is a big festival it's very similar to cma it was about five years ago and that really kicked off this whole other part of my country career which i did you know i did end up focusing um on that market for a very long time and made a country record over there called wonderland which was the second one you mentioned which went number one um so you're right i have this weird you know, but also amazing story of where I've just been a country musician, you know, on two different, and two, yeah, two different worlds almost, which is amazing. Well, Wonderland going number one uh, must have been huge for you because I do know over in the UK, especially, it is a completely different country music scene than we have here. It's completely different. It's a completely different scene. Um, I was so honored, um, you know, because I was spending so much time over there, what I really wanted to do was write with UK writers and you know find some UK producers, which is exactly what I did. Um, so you know just to you know how much time I spent over there and all the friends I made and just how it felt, um, having it go number one was just this really incredible feeling, and it's my first number one anything. So I you know super honored that that happened. And you're right, I think. What's interesting about the UK market is there are less lines, I would say, you know, I think um, country artists are, there are a lot more, you know, country defined artists in the UK and it doesn't matter if you have a little R&B flair or, um, you know, things that maybe wouldn't be considered country here are totally country there. 
And something I've noticed too is that more so in Europe and the UK, more than in, in America, at least in the last couple of years at least, is that over in the UK, it doesn't matter what your label is. It doesn't even matter if you have a record label that if they like a song, they're going to go seek it out and you can get added to radio playlists over there being a completely independent artist, more so than you could here in the US. Completely. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because of, you know, discovery and, you know, people want to hear new things and to feel inspired. And I remember the very first, you know, real experience playing in the UK and just thinking to myself, oh my goodness, everybody's sitting here listening to every, every lyric of my song and they're so respectful. And that's, that's something that's, you know, a big takeaway as well. It's just, I really believe that, you know, there's a, a love for the storytelling aspect of, of country music and just good songs, good songwriting. I think that is just something that's admired so much and they let you know, which is super sweet. And, you know, we, we are so used to like such great, great, great talent and, you know, you know, being in Nashville where I live, I think I, you know, there's, I have so many friends that are so gifted and um, that's, that's the most beautiful takeaway for me. And it does seem like here in America, the tide is turning slowly. We just saw a completely independent artist with Tennille Arts go number one this week on the radio airplay chart. And with streaming being more prevalent here in the U.S., I think you probably have a chance to really kind of break the American market now without even needing radio play. And I feel weird saying that being in radio for 15 years, but it really does seem like independent artists do have a lot more opportunities now than ever before. They really do. And no, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's wonderful. Like hearing you say that, you know, coming from a radio perspective, um, it's, it's great that, you know, you can, you can have that discovery and it's wonderful. I read that news about Tennille Arts actually this week, and that's such a great inspiring thing for someone like myself, um, which is really fun because, you know, with this new project I'm working on, which I know we haven't even talked about yet, um, you know, I'm really going to focus on, you know, being back in America and kind of coming back to my roots in a way, um, like a little homecoming, but also just sharing that part of my story that, hey, you know, I, I didn't go away. I was just making music in the UK. And now I'm just, you know, going to, to make some music, you know, that's a little bit more, um, it's for both worlds, you know, to kind of combine everybody together. So it's, it's exciting. And I think I'm looking forward to just sharing, just sharing some new music and, and just that opportunity. It feels exciting that someone like myself, an independent artist could completely break through. And we got a bit of a taste of uh, your new sound coming back into America last year at the height of the pandemic with the Campfire Sessions. And your cover of Katy Perry's California Girls actually went a bit viral on social media, which was really, really cool. I love, I love that. You know, the reason, it's funny, Campfire Sessions has been a project that keeps giving. Um, I originally started it and did not realize I was going to be doing it much longer um, than I have been, but... Um, with the pandemic, I just, I loved the fact of just, you know, the Campfire Sessions is, you, you know, it's unique covers um, done in just a, my own way. And Katy Perry um, has always been one of my favorite artists. She's very joyful and happy. And I, I just love that idea of 
of doing California Girls because that kind of segues into um, my new sound, which is got a really cool kind of West Coast California country feel. And so a lot of what I'll be doing, um, and there may be another campfire before I release any of my new, new tunes, but um, it's, it's kind of fun to, to experiment with covers. Did you kind of know going into it, you were going to cover Leanne Womack and Shania Twain and even Katy Perry, or was it kind of one of those things that like a song popped into your mind because you covered the records, leave the pieces on there too. So what kind of led to the song selection process for the campfire sessions? The song selection really, it's, it was kind of based on when I grew up and just falling in love with country music. So, you know, I think, goodness, like 2000, I, I was thinking of like early 2000s, you know, the songs that really affected me. Um, grew up like loving Shania Twain and Martina McBride and the Dixie Chicks and Jody, you know, Jody Messina. And so for me, those, I've, I've actually covered um, a lot of those artists um, as well as Leanne Womack, which she was my, you know, I wanted to be Leanne Womack when I was, you know, dreaming about uh, moving to Nashville. Um, so that's kind of part of like why, why I've picked the songs that I have. And if you go out on Spotify or any streaming platforms, you can hear any of these. And then the Katy Perry one was kind of a, a wild card. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping to plan actually another collaboration with someone else, which is fun. And I will say, I almost half expected you to go into Snoop Dogg's rap first at the very end of the song. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for it. You were, oh goodness, you don't want to hear me rap. It would be horrific. Hit horrific. People would just shut, the, shut it off. <laughs> but like you said, you are working on uh, brand new music kind of in the vein of the Campfire Sessions. And I'm sure it's probably kind of top secret right now, but what can you tell us about the new project? So the new project is, oh goodness, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I think, you know, even from the aspect of it was recorded in the pandemic and a lot of the songs were written um, in this time, it just feels really um, real and honest. And um, I have a couple producers that I've worked with. Um, Emily Shackleton, who's one of my really dear friends, but also an amazing songwriter. She wrote Every Little Thing for Carly Pierce. And then I'm also working with Cameron James, who, um, awesome producer from California, um, who worked with Busby. And he, those two basically combined forces and we worked together on five songs. And it's, it's, it's got this, it's got a little bit of an edge to it. I think it's something that people probably haven't heard from me um, necessarily in music yet, which is, kind of a, a little bit of a less put together in a beautiful way. Um, and I think that that was my experience over the last few years of what I've learned. I was just kind of like, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna be perfect all the time. And it's, it's okay to, to just kind of like have that sort of, those moments of just being really honest. And so I think this new music really captures that. And that's something that's really missing from the female perspective in country music right now is kind of having that edge and being unapologetic for, for being female. Because I think we've all seen over the past couple of years in country radio is that it's been very hard for females to get airplay. And it seems like lately with Ingrid Andress and Gabby Barrett and again, Tenille Arts going number one, it does seem like there is kind of that female push coming back for the new decade. And I hope a perfect example with a lot of edge and just being 
being proud to be female and saying, this is my truth and here it is. Completely. And, and not being afraid to say it, I think. And I'm starting to really hear, um, especially with a lot of the girls, um, just people are doing really cool stuff. The ladies are really doing, you know, stepping up right now. And I love that they're getting a chance um, to break through or just to, you know, just to be creative and not, you know, I think there's been many times, you know, in this career where I've learned or I've seen just how easy it can be to like, oh, well, this works. Like, let's do it just like this. And I think the most beautiful thing is when an artist just really pulls their authenticity, like who they are as a person um, and just like take take their listeners into that world. You know, that's that's something that I really try to do is I think about it as a as a world, you know, and, and I like to take everybody on that, you know, adventure journey. And that's just a big part of, of my music as well. And even going back to the Angels and Devils album, I think you really kind of captured that perfectly because you kind of had two opposite, the more upbeat love songs and the more your cover with or without you by you two being a good example, being that I'm still out here looking for whatever it may be, but you really kind of captured both ends of that spectrum really, really well. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I was, that, I feel like at that particular point in my career, I was just figuring out what that actually means. Um, you know, to really kind of build those worlds and take people in. And, um, you know, and over the years, it's it's so fun for me to kind of, you know, put the visuals together and like, you know, and just kind of the feel of it. That's something that I, I love as well. Because um, to me, music is quite visual. Um, and so I'm always thinking about it from this really big uh, perspective, which I always hope people... People love. And it's funny you mentioned the visual aspect because over the last couple of years, it kind of seems like that album and something to do with your hands kind of got a second life because of the video featuring AJ Styles. Totally. I know. I can't believe it. it's funny. It's so sweet. Like he's been, he's been so great. Like over the years, like I'll see like a tweet or an Instagram post that, that mentions it. And he's, he's such a lovely guy. I'm, I'm so grateful. I had to, I got to have him in the music video. So that was my first music video ever and it was so much fun very colorful and very 1950s which was which was so fun so yeah if you haven't seen it yet definitely go and check it out i mean you might not even recognize aj because he looks completely different in that video and i'm sure you're probably (laughs) tired of having this question asked and answering this question but how did it even get to the point of aj styles being in that video do you know what my manager at the time um used to be uh used to work in pro wrestling which is so funny um, and he, he was like, what about AJ Styles? Like, cause we were looking for a, like somebody who, you know, we were trying to cast a handyman who, who had muscles who could pick me up. And he's like, what about AJ Styles? So he asked him, he said, yes. And Hey, I think that I didn't even respect at the time, like how wonderful, you know, he, that would be to have him. So Anyway, then he went off to like win all the, you know, all the awards and WrestleMania and all that. So he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I know it was a a big YouTube wrestling channel that kind of really brought the attention back to that video and seeing the um, views on that video on YouTube just climbing after all these years must have been like just really crazy for you to see. It's crazy. And I think that's what's, you know, the best part of music for me um, as I've gotten older. And I think that, you know, when you're young, you tend to just be on to the next thing. Um, 
you know, and I've, I've definitely been that person off to the next project, forget about the old or whatever. But I think what's cool is that, you know, as I've gotten older, you just love like all the parts of your story, you know, and I do love that part. Um, I was learning so much as an artist and it's fun to look back, you know, and say, hey, I, that's where I was at that time. Um, and it all makes you who you are. And, and it's just, it's cool how like people, people discover new things about you, you know, for example, people in the UK who, you know, love Wonderland and Dream Country probably didn't know about that song. Hopefully they discovered it, you know, and thought, oh, this is cool. You know, different part of her life. Yeah. And even Home to Me uh, here in America was kind of definitely your breakthrough. And I thought something that was really cool that you did was there was custom versions of that song for every single state, for almost every single big city. And that must have just been exhausting to go through and record all those special custom verses. <laughs> I did do that. It was really, I, I do remember doing that in the studio, taking like a few, I think it wasn't too bad, but yeah. I, I think there were some states that were hard to sing, I remember. Well, and probably trying to work it all into the, the rhyming scheme of the lyric itself could exactly. not have been easy. <laughs> no, but hey. I'm up for a good challenge and um, you, I almost forgot I did that. Thank you for reminding me. That's quite funny. I was in State College, Pennsylvania at the time. And first of all, that song did fantastic for us. Should have been a bigger hit than it was nationally. I'm going to say it right here in front of God and everybody. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. I but we played that. the Pennsylvania version because being in State College, Pennsylvania, it was just like a really cool, like custom touch to it. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, like I will have a new tune, like out on the ra on the radio waves very very soon i'm super excited and i think you know as musicians we're trying to f you know figure out in this time how to release music in the best way and i know touring's slowly it's a very it's a it's like a snail you know like the possibility of touring but you know keep keeping a positive attitude throughout this whole thing trying well, in kind of a strange way, too, it might be fitting that you're kind of coming back to America with a new project, because unfortunately, with COVID and the pandemic, who knows when travel is going to be really opened back up to the UK and Europe going forward. I 100% I agree. And I, I definitely feel that. Um, I definitely feel that for sure. Um, and, and, it, and it's funny because I, I didn't really know, you know, like when I, when I set out, I think in January of 2020, um, I had just finished a huge tour schedule of being in the UK and I had no idea the pandemic was going to happen. I was like, Oh, I finally get to rest. And I, you know, I got a sheep dog, a sheep, a doodle and, and then the pandemic hit. So it's, it's been this very interesting, you know, time of like resting and just sort of figuring out what I want to do. And it was really on my heart to just say, you know what, like I, there's this really cool coming back, home story in here, you know, of, of letting people know, letting my listeners and fans know where I've been over the last several years, because it's interesting and cool. And I, I love, you know, I want to be able to share that part of my life with, you know, with my listeners who don't, who maybe don't know. And, and what's cool is th those influences have come with me and you can hear them in the music, which is fun, you know, that I, I have, you know, you carry those those little things with you. I, I carry the UK with me always. And even though you did have good amount of success here in America, do you kind of feel like with the new project too, now kind of being in the new technological era with TikTok and with social media and Spotify, do you kind of feel like it's almost like, like a comeback or a second chance in America? I do actually. It feels like a comeback or just like, whoa, you've, you know, 
it's it's not even like you know a comeback necessarily but oh my god like you know not that you've changed but this is really cool you know like we love this it's just kind of you know to be able to share that um because I feel that excited about the new music so I'm hoping everybody else does too (laughs) and even just getting on one or two Spotify playlists can almost change everything at this point completely is in isn't that amazing it's just kind of a crazy world that we live in and that you can do that but yeah it's it's so true and even back in the days of home to me i mean everything has changed kind of in the interim so it's like a whole new generation kind of getting to discover you maybe for the first time for sure and i think that that feels really exciting feel really exciting to me um just with the new ways of discovering music and um yeah it's it's going to be great i know it i feel it feel it in my in my bones for sure. Well, I know I definitely wish you all the luck going forward, Sarah. I know you're on a tight schedule. I don't want to hold you up any longer than I have to, but as we get ready for the brand new music and kind of your comeback story here in America, where can everyone stay in touch with Sarah Darling? Yes, you can stay in touch with me. Um, well, you can always head to my website and it will connect you to all the social media, but I'm on Instagram, TikTok. I'm, I'm working my way through TikTok right now. Um, Spotify, anywhere you can find music, um, you can find me there. Um, and please say hi. I love, you know, I love interacting with you guys and getting your questions. And if you have any good cover song recommendations for a campfire, please send my way. And I can confirm that Sarah does reply personally and very quickly, <laughs> which is kind of how we got this entire process started. Well, I'm glad you reached out and I hope that I get to talk to you very soon. Likewise, and it won't be close to a decade next time. That much I do promise. I do want to say a big thank you one more time to Sarah Darling for joining me this week. And until next time, be safe, take care of yourselves, and most importantly, have a great one. You have been listening to Jeff on the Hunt with Jeff Hunt. Subscribe now to stay up to date and to get new episodes first.